Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Through the years, the friendship of Chester A. Riley and Jim Gillis has bloomed and ripened. It has survived every test of time and circumstance. But now, Riley and Gillis are about to embark on a mutual undertaking so perilous, so fraught with hidden danger that no friendship could be expected to bear up under the strain. They're chipping in to buy a car together. Riley, you're not actually going through with this crazy scheme. Why, sure. We paid our dough and we pick up the car tomorrow. What's crazy about it? Oh, you and Gillis will be at each other's throats in no time. Oh, no, not me and Jim. Why, we've been pals since I was in the cradle. Oh, sure. Sure. Why, I remember every morning my mother would put me out in my cradle on the front porch... And little Jim would come over and rock me. Yes, but he used real rocks. <laughs> Your mother told me all about it. <laughs> you weren't born with that nose. No. Now, that was only in the beginning. All these years, we've been real pals, and we're going to keep on being pals. Not if you get that car, you won't. Now, don't worry. We settled it so there'd be no argument. Neither one is going to use the car without the other one. Oh, that's... Fine. I guess you'll sit up all night to see that Gillis doesn't sneak off with it. Not me. I trust Gillis like a brother. Besides, he'll keep the ignition key in his house, and I'll keep the battery in my house. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous... Riley, I'm warning you. When two families chip in for something, I don't care what it is, a house at the beach or a car, they wind up not speaking to each well, other. that won't happen to us. I never seen two families get along so good. Why, why, you and Honey B. Gillis, you, you're always calling each other dear and darling and honey and... Yes, but we still dislike each other. Oh, you're just saying that. And look at our junior and their Egbert. Why, since when are they so lovey-dovey? Well, they're great pals. Last week they chipped in and bought a bicycle together, just like me and Gillis are doing with a car. You don't hear them squabbling over it, do you? Oh, not yet, but I've got my fingers crossed. Now, Peg, how can you say that? Come over here to the window. Look, look at them out there. Just look at the little darlings. They're so crazy about each other, they got their arms around each other's throats. <laughs> what? Riley, I, I don't think <laughs> those look boys... Look at are... that. They fell down. And our junior, a regular little gentleman, he let Egbert fall on top of him. <laughs> Riley, look what Egbert's doing. Yeah, isn't that sweet? He's sitting on our junior's chest and shooing the flies off his face. <laughs> He's slapping him. They're fighting? Oh, go out and stop that little brute, Egbert. But, Peg, that's my best friend's son. I don't want no trouble. But look what he's doing to our junior. Stop him. Junior, stop that. Take your ear out of Egbert's teeth and come in the house. <laughs> well, there she is, Riley, our own car at last. She's a beauty, ain't she? Yeah, she sure is, Gillis. I always wanted an Essex. Yeah. And it's, it's their latest model, too. 1926. Yeah. 
Uh, I never thought I'd own a car. No, me neither. It just goes to show what cooperation can do. Yeah. Too bad our kids and our wives can't get along the way we do. Yeah. Say, uh, I want to apologize for the way my egg white bit your junior's ear. Oh, forget it. The kid was probably hungry. <laughs> you know, the kids would have made up. Only those wives of ours had to go mix in. What burned me up was the way they tried to get us to fight. Well, that's the trouble with the world. Name-calling, misunderstanding, insults. That's the way war starts. First thing you know, I drop an atomic bomb on your house, and you drop an atomic bomb on my house. Why, our landlords would evict us. <laughs> They'll never get us to fight. Oh, sure. We've been pals too long. Sure. Why, we was childhood sweethearts. Yeah. I remember when I was five years old, I wanted to marry you. <laughs> Sometimes when I look at my wife, I'm sorry I turned you down. <laughs> Those were the days. Of course, in the beginning, we hated each other. Yeah. You remember what brought us together? Yeah, that little hungry puppy. I remember it like it was yesterday. There was this licorice whip laying on the sidewalk, and we both made a grab. Yeah, and then you tried to pull it away from me. Yeah, we just kept on pulling and pulling. And before we knew it, we had 14 feet of licorice. (laughs) And then you tried to strangle me with it. (laughs) And then we heard that hungry little puppy whining. Yeah, that puppy. I remember how he looked up at us with those big brown eyes, appealing to us. And then we forgot all about fighting. Yeah, we stopped being selfish, and we gave that hungry little pup the licorice. The whole 14 feet. (laughs) We didn't even save an inch for ourselves. (laughs) And we've been pals ever since. Riley, if I ever try to pull something, you know, if I get belligerent, you just remind me of that little pup that brung us together. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll just bark. I'll go, Roof! and if I ever get belligerent, you remind me. Yeah, yeah, I'll go, Woof! Yeah. Gillis, Gillis, we want our kids to be pals like us, don't we? Sure, but the kids today, they don't want to listen to reason. They'd rather fight. Yeah, well, we're talking don't do no good. we got to show them. So this Sunday, what do you say we take our joint car and the kids on a picnic, huh? A, a cooperation picnic. Let's show them how beautiful a friendship can be. Riley, that's a great idea. We got a date. Yeah, I'll go tell Peg to get all the stuff. Wait. No women. They'll only make trouble. How will we teach those kids cooperation if the women get the scrapping? No, sir. No wives on this picnic. No, no, you're right. No wives. This Sunday, we'll just be a couple of bachelors out for a good time with our kids. Oh, we want to get a good spot for the picnic. So you're really going ahead with it? Yeah, you bet we are. And it's no use begging, Dumplin'. You can't come with us. You and Honeybee would only start scrapping with each other. Oh, don't worry. I don't want to go. Now, it's no use getting hysterical. You can't go. (laughs) Our heads are made up. You ready, Junior? Yeah. Do I have to go, Pop? Yeah, we're we're doing this for you and Egbert. You're going to love the picnic and the swimming. Now, you take the little box, and I'll take the big one. Now, are you sure you got everything you'll need? I don't want those kids to be hungry. Oh, don't worry. I made a list, see? Everything's taken care of. Why, Riley, you left out half the things. You got a grill, but there's no meat. You got firewood, but no matches. There's butter, but no bread. Well, sure, that's the whole idea, Peg. Cooperation. I bring the grill, Gillis brings the meat. I bring the coffee, he brings the cream. He brings the onions, I bring the air wick. 
Cooperation. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. It is not crazy. Cooperation is the only way to accomplish anything. Why, look at Sears and Roebuck. That's the result of cooperation. Look at the United Nations. That's the... Look back at Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> Goodbye, Kaplan. Oh, there's Gillis. Are you all set, Gillis? All set. Hurry up, big boy, darling. And come in, Papa. I want to sit in the front. <laughs> See, wait, Junior, I'm sitting in the front. Well, no, you're not. It's my father's car. It's my father's car, too, isn't it? Now, Papa? boys, 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 stop it, stop it. It's our car. That's right. I'm yeah. surprised at you, kid. You've got to learn how to get along. Yeah, certainly. Now, both of you get in the back seat and act like gentlemen. All okay. right. Yeah, that's better. Now, kiss and make up. First, take, the, take out the bubble gum. Oh, no. Nothing to it. Well, okay, then just shake hands. Well, let's get going, Riley, my good friend. Yeah, pal. I can hardly wait to get my hands on that wheel. Yeah. Being this is a first trip, Riley, I better drive. No, huh? I better drive, Gil. It's a lot of traffic. We need an expert here. Since when are you an expert? I drive better than you. You don't drive a car, Gillis. You aim it. <laughs> Listen here, I'm driving. And if you don't like it, you can stay Gillis? home. Roof! Oh, forgive me, Riley. I lost my head. Thanks for reminding me. We can settle this peacefully. Why, sure. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll both drive. I'll steer and you'll shift. Now you're talking. Yeah, you see, boys, cooperation. In my merry Oldsmobile, in my... Oh, this is the life, hey, Gillis, old pal. You right? said it, Riley, jump. Just listen to that motor purr. <laughs> like a kitten. In my merry Oldsmobile, I got to turn here, Gillis. Shift. Got it. Smoothest fluid drive. That's teamwork for you, boys. In my merry Oldsmobile. <laughs> Who's shooting? He got a flat, Pop. Yeah, the rear left tire. Oh, oh, a flat. Uh, well, we'll have that fixed in a jiffy. The the windshield's getting kind of dusty, too, so as long as we stop, I'll dust off the windshield, Gillis, while you're fixing the flat. Okay. Wait a minute. I can dust the windshield. Why don't you fix the flat? Now, look, Gillis. Look, let's, let's not have any trouble. You're not just a passenger, you know. You own half this car. Yeah, but how do you know that flat tire is in my half? Well, how do you know it isn't? Riley, I'm defying you to make me fix that. Now, flat. just a minute, Gillis. You ain't done a thing since we left home except shift gears. And if you know what's good for you, you'll get off that flat tire. Really? Oh. Uh, yeah, excuse me, Gillis. You, you reminded me just in time. I'm very sorry. That's okay. We can both fix the tire. Okay, pal? Right, chum. And, uh, Gillis... To avoid any arguments in the future, we'll divide the car in half with an imaginary line. Huh? Right. Anything happens in your half, you fix. And anything happens in my half, I'll fix. Right. You see, boys? Cooperation.
How much further to the picnic grounds, Gillis? Uh, a couple more miles. Mr. Wrighty, we just stop at the next gas station. What, again? Gillis, that kid of yours has stopped at a gas station every mile for the last ten miles. Well, is it my fault the little darling needs air to blow up his water wings? Okay, okay. Look out for that car in front. Watch it! Watch that car! Turn your wheels! Turn, Gillis! Riley, you're driving! Oh, yeah, that's right. What's the matter with you, Riley? Well, I'm nervous. Every five minutes, stopping at gas stations to blow air into your kids' Oh, quit belly aching, will you? You're getting me nervous. <laughs> what now? I'll go take a look under the hood. Well, you see the trouble? Yeah, three spark plugs burnt out. Nothing much. There's a garage about a mile back. Uh, you go get some spark plugs, give us old pal. Why should I go get them, chum? Those spark plugs are in your half of the car. <laughs> They're not in my half of the car. They're in your half of the car. Now, wait a minute. We divided this car in half, and the front part is your half. You got it all wrong. We didn't divide this car across the width. We divided it lengthwise. So these spark plugs are in your half of the car. I had just about enough out of you. I'm fed up to here. Gillis! Ever Woof. since we left home, all you've done was shoot off that big yap. Gillis! Woof. And I'm Woof. getting sick and tired of it, you big ape. Gillis, please! If I'd have known Woof. you were going to turn out to be a weasel like this, Woof. I'd never gone into this. Woof. I should have had Woof. like any chance to press my lady. Double cross and stunts like you. We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. The first choice of millions in one short year. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Yes, there are two reasons why Prell's become popular so fast. First, radiant is the word for Prell-washed hair, because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. Second, Prell-washed hair is sparkling clean, too, free of unsightly dandruff. Yes, doctor's examinations prove that Prell removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes. And that regular Prell shampoos control it. And Prell goes farther than any other known shampoo, cream or liquid, because it's concentrated for economy. You use less, get more lather. So try the Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. P-R-P-L-L Prell Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-P-L-L Prell Shampoo By Prell And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Riley and Gillis, no longer speaking to each other, have just arrived at the picnic ground. Over here, Pod. Here's a nice spot under this tree here. Yeah, this is okay. Papa, over here. Junior found a nice spot under this tree. You come over here, Egbert. We're going to have our own tree. But, Papa... Come over here, I said. Yeah, you you better beat it, Egbert. Your father will need you when them woodpeckers find out he's here. <laughs> Gee, Pop, I'm hungry. Well, then, eat. I'll go get the meat for Mr. Gillis. You stay right here. We ain't touching none of his stuff. We can get along without him. Papa, I want something to eat. Well, who's stopping you? There's five pounds of meat in the bundle. But it's raw. Don't be so fussy. <laughs> but I don't like raw meat. Eh, you and your weak stomach. I'll go get Mr. Riley's grill. You stay where you are. We ain't touching his stuff. We got stuff of our own. But what I eat? We got a basket full of stuff. Here, eat a radish. Pop, 
I want something to eat. Well, go ahead and eat. We got loads of stuff. Look, a pound of butter. Yeah, but Mr. Gillis has the bread. Well, well, here's a can of salmon. Well, they have the can opener. I want something to eat. Look, Egbert's eating a radish. All right, here, eat some salt. <laughs> some picnic. Thought you and Mr. Gillis were going to cooperate. Oh, come on, Pop. Get friends again, will you? Bark it, Mr. Gillis. No, no, I'm through barking. A barking dog never bites. And from now on, I'm biting. Hello? Oh, hello, bitches. Oh, nothing much. Just taking it easy. Riley and Junior went off on a picnic somewhere. Yeah, by themselves. And wait till I tell you what kind of picnic. You'll die. Take my advice. Don't tell her. <laughs> Who's there? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Mrs. Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, I'm here, Beatrice. Um, Mr. O'Dell, the undertaker, just came in. No, everything's fine. Yeah, I I'll call you later. I hope you don't mind my dropping in like this, Mrs. Riley. I was just passing by. I'm on my way to make a deposit. A deposit? <laughs> but the bank isn't open on Sunday. Who said anything about bank? <laughs> I'm depositing my youngest son, Mossbank, at the baseball game. Oh, I see. The dear lad adores baseball. Personally, I think it's silly. A lot of men running around on top of the grass. <laughs> Later, I'm going down to the beach with the UEPCDS. The UEPCDS? Yes, the Undertakers, Embalmers, and Fallbearers Clam Digging Society. <laughs> Each year, we all take a day off from work and dig for clams. It's a nice change. <laughs> yes, I imagine so. I thought your dear hubby might like to come along. Oh, Riley's gone on a picnic with Junior and Mr. Gillis and his boy. The two men have some notion about teaching the kids cooperation. An admirable idea. We're all for cooperation in my profession. In fact, we have a little poem about it. And I quote, Don't fight with your competitor. Don't push him to the wall. This earth is overcrowded, but we'll make room for all. <laughs> well, uh, they, they went to Griffith Park... Oh, excuse me, the phone. Hello? Oh, it's you, Mrs. Gillis. Yes? Yes? What? Are you sure? Well, I'll be running along now. Oh, that's terrible. I think I'll stick around. <laughs> oh, if they eat that. Yes, I'll get out there right away. Yes, goodbye. Oh, Mr. O'Dell, the most awful thing has happened. Gillis was supposed to take along the hamburger for the picnic, but by mistake, he took the horse meat that was meant for the dog. Oh, dear me. That is dreadful. The poor dog will starve. <laughs> oh, those men won't know the difference. They'll eat it, and the kids. Oh, I've got to get out there right away and stop them. Could you drive me out there, Mr. O'Dell? But, of course, in my business, I'm always ready to drop everything. <laughs> well, cheerio. We'd better be... Shoveling off. Pop, I want to 
go home. I'm hungry. Okay, let's go. Take the box to the car. Just a minute, Riley. That car stays where it is. I ain't ready to go home yet. Well, I am, and I'm driving home. Not with my half of the car, you ain't. Dillis, I'm through talking. There's only one way to handle a weasel like you. I'm ready any time you are. Just a minute. Junior, Egbert, go play in the playground. No, I don't want to. Do as I say. Yeah, yeah, go on, Egbert. Me and Riley got some business to settle. All right. Let's go, Junior. All right, Dillis. Put up your dude. Stay up. When I get through with you, you four-flusher, I'll... Look over there, that woman with the green dress. Hey, that's Peg. What does she want? Riley! Riley! She sees us. Listen, Gillis, if she finds out we've been fighting, we're cooked. Yeah, she'll tell Honeybee. We'll never hear the end of it. Well, she must never know, Gillis. We've got to have a truth just till we get rid of her, okay? Okay with me. Here she comes. Remember, we're still pals. Yeah. Oh, oh, Riley. Oh, I'm so glad I found you. I've been looking all over. Why, Peg, darling, what brings you here? Riley. Hmm? Did you... Did you eat yet? Did we eat? I'll say we et, didn't we, Gillis, old pal? That's your sweet life we did. And how we et? Oh. What a meal. Peg, you never tasted hamburgers like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still licking my chops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Riley. Oh, Mr. Gillis. Well, what's the matter, Peg? You look faint. You hungry? Gillis, old pal, see we got some hamburgers left. Huh? Oh, no, 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 thanks. Well, okay, but you're missing a great treat. It's all in the way you cook them. After all, chopped meat is chopped meat. But the way I broiled it... What do you mean, I the did. way you broiled it? You always got to take the bows, you... Gillis! Woo! Riley. <laughs> You're right, Riley, old man. <laughs> Riley, do, do you feel all right? Well, 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 sure, I feel great. What's the matter with you, Peg? Why did you come out here for, anyway? Yeah, why don't you mind your own business instead of coming here to... Spy? Now, just a minute. You can't talk to my wife that way. I heard enough out of you, blabbermouth. Riley! Oh. oh, my heavens. Uh, you're right, you little old pal. Why are you spying on us, Peg? What did you come here for? Well, I, I'm not spying. Well, I... You see... Well, it really doesn't matter now. It's too late. I... I think I'll go home. Well, Peg, as long as you're here... No, I, I better go. I feel a little upset, that's all. Well, but you're sure you're okay, honey? Take a taxi. No, yeah? that's all right. I've got to live home. Ah, she's gone. Now, uh, where was she? You was calling me a four-flusher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put up your duke, you four-flusher. Stare up. You're asking for it, Riley, and you're going to get it. When I get through with you, it's no use barking at me, Riley. I ain't showing you no mercy. I told you to stop barking. I'm through it all. Gillis, that ain't my box. It's another dog. <laughs> Look. Oh, yeah. What a cute little puppy. Look. Look, he's going for the bathroom. Oh, he must smell the meat. Why, he's hungry. Let's give him a little piece of meat. Yeah, yeah, he looks starved. I'll get it. Yeah. Here, here, doggy. Here's some nice ground sirloin for you. Gillis, Gillis, this is just like old times. Here we was going to slug each other and a little dog... You remember, old pal? I remember, pal. <coughs> well, here's another little dog, a wirehead. Let's give him some meat, too. Huh? Red, here you are, doggy. <coughs> hey, look, here comes a St. Bernard. And here's a bulldog. <coughs> yeah, and a Dijon. <coughs> and a French poodle. Holy smoke, they're coming like orphans. Look, the meat's all gone. Yeah. Listen to them. Oh, they're saying goodbye to us. Goodbye, dogs. Goodbye. Au revoir. That's for the French poodle. 
Goodbye. I never seen so many dogs. Where'd they come from? That was no accident. Hmm? They know us. Years ago, that little dog we gave the licorice to must have told his pups about us. And his pups told their pups. And today, I bet you the name of Riley and Gillis is a household word in every kennel. Riley, we can't let those dogs down again. We'll never fight. Gillis, let's shake on that. Shake. Hi, Pop. All your friends again. Did that swell, Papa? You bet we're friends. <laughs> we sat down and talked it over like intelligent men, and we decided cooperation is the only thing. So let this be a lesson to you boys. Oh, but the dogs helped too, didn't they? Well, of course the dogs. What dogs? Well, the dogs we let out of the dog catcher's wagon. Over you mean the... that those dogs You were... figured out? You you got those oh, dogs? Oh, dog, dog, kill us. Oh, let this be a lesson to us. We got a couple of smart kids here. It's a wise son that knows his own father. The Rileys will be back in just a moment. Everyone's praising new Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Mrs. Fred Schaefer of Stamford, Connecticut writes, I was greatly pleased to find out how many shampoos can be had from a single tube of Prell. And that lovely fragrance is wonderful, too. From now on, I'm buying Prell exclusively. Yes, Prell will be exclusively yours, too, once you see how radiantly lovely Prell leaves your hair, how quickly it removes embarrassing dandruff. You'll sing about Prell. P-R-L-L-Prell shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-L-L-Prell shampoo And then, Peg, when all those dogs went after that meat That really hit home No, no, Gillis and me, we're never gonna fight again Chester Riley, do you mean to tell me you didn't eat that meat? Well, of course not. Oh, well, thank heaven. That delicious hamburger that Gillis brought was horse meat for their dog. What? You mean... Th and you didn't tell us? You left without... Why, we might have gotten sick as a dog. But you said you already ate it. Well, you shouldn't have believed me. <laughs> and you never told me. Peg, what kind of a thing is that? What kind of a wife Riley? Well, well. Ah, yeah, you're right, Dumplin'. Let's not fight. Let's kiss and make up, huh? All right, dear. <laughs> well, how was that? <laughs> Fine. But you got a cold nose, Rover. <laughs> Dr. and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Chip, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prowl Shampoo. <laughs> In the factory, on the farm, in the home. Hey, Mom, where's the lava soap?
Where's the lava soap? Wherever hands get extra dirty, you'll find L-A-V-A, lava soap. Because in every inch of lava's snowy lather, 50,000 tiny scrubbers get the deep dirt from skin crevices between fingers, around knuckles and nails. Yes, lava gets the deep dirt and grime ordinary wash-ups miss. With lava, hand soil by machine oil, grease, dirt, comes sparkling clean in 30 to 50 seconds. Mr. Fred Maxwell of Lima, Ohio says... I'm a mason working with cement and sand, stuff that digs in around knuckles and nails and sticks. Doesn't bother me, though. Lava gets that grime and dirt off fast and easy. Leaves my hands really clean. Yet lava is gentle enough even for children's tender skin. So get the soap that gets the dirt. Get lava soap. This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. And now stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Mm.